Welcome to Salt City Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Carter. It's November 28th, and we are back for another episode. What's up, Clay? Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. All right. <laughs> strong start. Well, I'm a little bummed, Chase. We're, We're used to strong starts. It's weak finishes that, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. A lot to cover. Um a little bummed over here, but I'll I'll cheer up as we go along. Got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. Um, a lot happened. A lot has happened over the last week, and actually, the last few hours um, in the Salt City sports world. Uh, this episode, we've got peaks and valleys, as per usual. What we learned. Um, we're gonna go. That's gonna cover the Holy War and some jazz talk, actually. Um, and then we're gonna get to our picks, and we will talk about a kind of an OVND kind of a would you rather type deal um as well no no food review tonight but uh we've got an action-packed episode so let's just jump right in dude let's get to I mean obviously our obvious valley here we're gonna get to it and it's the holy war for me and you but there's other valleys that's the obvious one right yeah let's get to the other ones okay um I'm gonna start please so we're at my house um tonight in the salt city studio north right and uh all right so i just had just a moment of complete helplessness yesterday monday um i lifted legs team swole gang team swolger gets real sore when i lift my legs once every six months you know and uh so tuesday i had the house to myself i was working from home it was around around lunchtime and i thought you know i'm gonna take a bath i'm gonna take an epsom salt bath Mm. really get the toxins out really just get these legs back under me you know so i went into the master bath and filled it up (laughs) hot steaming water poured in that epsom salt do you like some candles or no i thought about i thought about getting a little bubbly too but i decided not to okay but uh i was really excited Sat in there, got a good soak in, just a nice soak mm. for about 15, 20 minutes. Jumped out, drained it. While it was draining, I ran into the other shower in the other room just to kind of wash off because I think baths are kind of gross, you know, kind of just sitting in your own filth. Mm-hmm. So just like a quick, like, literally like 45 second wash off. Yeah. And um, I'm walking around in my towel because I'm home alone. It's the middle of the day. And I walked to the edge of the stairs and I'm like, gosh, it started raining like really hard. It's crazy. I just heard water hitting the windows like. And I'm like, that's so wild. And uh, I go downstairs and I look out the front and I'm like, it's not raining. And I can hear the water hitting the back windows. So I look and I go out back and the drip, drip, drip. Yeah, just tons of it looks like a monsoon's hitting the back window of our house. And I'm like, this is odd. Then I notice the water's on the inside. Oh, geez. And turns out that the drain in the tub isn't working. And so it's, it's on an outer wall, like where the water was coming through. So it was actually leaking outside as well. And I was like, oh, crap. So I pulled the couch away from the wall and I'm like, well, I wonder if it's still going down because I got a basement as well. So I got out of the basement. Sure enough, leaking through the it was leaking through the windows and then leaked down into the basement into like the door the sliding door we have down there yeah which we're sitting like five feet from right now mm-hmm. 
it's just the most helpless feeling in the world. You can't do anything to stop it. You can't do anything. I got towels out and I'm trying to dry it. I'm obviously trying to like make it so the carpet isn't getting too wet, but yeah. there's just water inside the walls Ugh. draining. Full tub. Full greasy tub. You'll so. never take a tub again. Nope, I won't. No. So call my dad. He's going to come up. We're going to try and find the leak mm. and fix it. But call sucked. me if you guys need help. Um, <laughs> so you ready for my valley, Jay? I'm ready. On Saturday, it was crazy. There's a, obviously it's like a crazy time of year for shopping and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Black Friday was Friday, you know, last week. And then Saturday was nutso. And it's our nephew's birthday. His birthday is, was on Thanksgiving Day this year. Um, but we decided to go do, out to dinner for his birthday on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to go to Cheesecake Factory over at Fashion Place Mall. Um, we went kind of early, I think. It's like Saturday at like 5 or something. Uh, no, no, no. We went for lunch. We went for lunch. Oh, so, okay. So it was like 2. We went like late lunch the trying late to lunch. miss the yeah, crowd. Miss the crowd. Yeah. And um, I was out of town. That's why I wasn't there. Yeah. So we headed over there, uh, which is just, you're just asking for it. You know, like we were heading into the belly of the beast. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and Jessica were meeting everybody over there. Everybody was already shopping. So I, I took Jessica up to the front to drop her off. I did that thing because I was going to have to park like a mile away. Right. Dropped Jessica off, went and went to the back of the parking lot found a spot you said this is fashion place right yeah 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 pull the forerunner in um put it in park and was listening to something i can't even remember what i was just finishing up something plus i was like dreading you know i'm not a big crowd guy and i don't know it was i was just like uh, i'm kind of putting off walking in right I was like finishing something up Sitting there listening to the radio or podcast, I can't even remember. And uh, I left the car running because it was kind of cold. And um, I see like people are walking around, like people in the parking lot with hands hands full of stuff. All of a sudden, like uh, I I hear my back door open to my Forerunner, like behind me. So I go to turn and look behind me. Well, then I hear the other door open on the other side backseat and i do the you know look over my left look over my right and there's like people getting in my car and i go whoa gave him one of those and uh a dad carrying a a toddler and a mom carrying a toddler both toddlers screaming and they got in the wrong forerunner (laughs) and the only thing is like i'm sitting in my car trying to avoid people and here i am like, it can only happen to <laughs> oh me. Oh, my God. This is a Seinfeld episode. Yeah. So, I had to do the whole, uh, and, the, and the dad was just, like, so embarrassed. The mom was so strung out, she didn't even say anything. She just closed the door and was like, wrong car. I'll walk to the next one. Dad was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's, that's all right. Um, and it was running, and they just got in it? They just got in the Forerunner. That is so odd. Yeah. It, and, like, they got a little too far in, you know? I can't wait. I just am excited for that stage of parenting. But So the, excited. But you bring up a big, a good point, Chase. The The weirdest part was when, when they walked away, how do you not, like, hear or sense that the car is running that you're getting into? Yeah. Because it was definitely running. That's psycho. So. See, I thought you were going to go with the, 
you're sitting there, you're just like dreading, and and then you get out and somebody was waiting for your parking spot, thinking you were backing mm. out. Yeah, I've done that before. I've waited on somebody once for like a good three or four minutes, and then I realized they're just sitting there. Mm-hmm. So I thought you were going that direction. That took a a real nice turn. Yeah, great story. Thank you. Wow. Well, um, let's get to the peaks. I'm gonna start. Okay. So I mentioned I was out of town. Um, we kind of had a crazy Thanksgiving this year, Britt and I. We went to our parents for Thanksgiving on the Thanksgiving day, yep. right, on Thursday, had a lovely meal. And then we got in the car and actually headed down south to Mesquite where Britt's family has a little condo. Her grandma kind of does the like winter thing where she stays down there when it's warmer. So we decided that we were going to go down there. Um, and because some of the other family members couldn't make it, um, we decided to do Thanksgiving on Saturday down yeah. there. So kind of gave everyone a, a chance to do the Thanksgiving with their family or whatever on the day and then head down. So we headed down Thursday night and we were in Mesquite. Um, it's funny because the whole time I was down there, I told myself, like, I'm just going to put 50 or or $100 on the Utes and the emotional hedge, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm either going to win money or the BYU is going to win the game and I walk away winner. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Mostly because I pretty much only packed BYU stuff. And I didn't want the guy at the ticket window to judge me yeah. when I put $100 on Utah to win wearing all this BYU stuff. Totally get that. Did you did you go into the sports book and look at it, though? Yeah. What was the current? What was the line down there? 11. It, it was already down to 11? What yeah. was the money line? I didn't see that. I didn't. I don't remember. I'm sure I looked at it, but yeah. I always, you know, in the in the casino, I decked out in BYU stuff. I always get a lot, a lot of comments. First of all, like you shouldn't be in here, mm-hmm. and I just laugh. Or you take looks. a drag off your marble or red and say I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just am like, all right, whatever. And so, anyways, getting to the peak here, um, did a little bit of gambling. Mm-hmm. Started out on the uh, slots, which you should just never ever do. I, I won $1,000 one time in a slot, and they got me for life. They got yeah. me. I'm I'm in. First one's free. Yeah. And um, I lost a quick hundred and then one back about 90 of it on a different slot. And then uh, I decided, like, I can't do this. You know, this is actually uh, Friday night, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um and my father-in-law was playing slots, and it was just me and him at the casino. Everyone else is in bed. It was like 9 or 10 o'clock, mesquite, probably about 9 o'clock. So I decided I'm going to head over to the poker room they have there. And I got I sat down at a no-limit table. I bought in 200 bucks, And I just thought, you know, at least I can sit here and control my money and at least sit for a while. And play. I mean, you, you put $100 into a slot machine, it's gone in like four minutes, mm-hmm. right? So I sit down. We play some no-limit. There were like six or seven-handed. I went a few pots here and there. Um Surrounded by Utah fans, they're talking shit to me the whole time. Did Kurt play with you? No, no. And so we're, we're, I'm just kind of shooting the shit with these guys. And one dude uh, is telling me he's flying back for the game, and then flying back back to St. George right after it, and all this stuff. And anyways, we get moved to another table because we got down to three handed, and two of the guys are like, "I'm not playing." So I get moved to a table with some dudes that have huge stacks. Like in this game, like a couple hundred dollars is pretty much the average buy-in it's it's a one three mm-hmm. no limit hold them and the guy on my right had like 15 or 1600 a couple other guys had well over a thousand they'd been sitting there all night all day you know just raking 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 grinding because down there there's a lot of older people that 
you get points on your card, like your player's card, for the amount of hours you play poker. So they're just trying to play for time. So anyways, I kind of start grinding. I'm not seeing many cards. Um, I think I I bluffed on one pot because I was slow. I mean, I was just so tight that the guy believed me Mm -hmm. and uh, took down like maybe 40 bucks. And um, then it's getting late. And this guy on my right lost a big hand. He lost like a hundred dollar, two hundred dollar hand, and he was kind of pissed. I get my whole cards. It's King Jack. Um, I he raises preflop. I I call. He raised it to like twenty or something like that. And I call. King Jack not suited. Um, flop comes up. Jack eight Jack. So I flop three jacks. I'm just like, oh, finally, I finally catch something. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, he raises, and I'm just like, okay. And he raised like pretty heavy. Like 50 bucks, I call. Another guy calls. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm like, please get another. Like I have, you know, I have top three, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the only thing I'm starting to think of is like possibly a straight. Uh, junk comes on the turn. No, nine. No, I told you wrong. I told you wrong. It was it was junk. It was like a four. So I'm feeling even better about it. Um, guy on my right again. So the guy further down checks. Guy on my right. Uh bets again heavier he bets 80 i call i just call because i'm like i know i have it right and i'll i'll raise like on the river or something and uh other guy calls as well so i'm like holy hell this is a massive hand like what are these like there's it's a rainbow there's no flushes like there's some straight draws you know or yeah or or something crazy like that right the river comes up jack so i have quads so i'm just like holy shit so once again, I'm last to act. First guy checks. Second guy raises 125. I obviously re-raise all in, which is like another 100 on top of his 125. Uh, the, the first guy folds. He snap calls me. And I'm just like, holy shit. And uh, they make me show. Right. And I have quads. And I'm like, four jacks? Like a total dick. He mu- he mucks them? Mucks. Doesn't even show. My guess is he had an eight. Like, yeah. like king eight or something thinking that you guys were chopping at that point. yeah yeah so anyways i ended up it's a big pot i ended up taking down i think it was like a 600 dollars pot and uh maybe 550 or something like that but i walked away with almost 800 nice so left the table plus plus about 600 on the night and it's just like it's a good sesh it was just nice because i played with me one more orbit and uh lost like a dinky little hand where it was just the blinds pretty much. And then I was like, I'm freaking done. Cause it was like one in the morning at this time and everyone else had kind of set up and left. The dude was, I mean, he was totally on tilt and it couldn't have worked out better for me, yeah. you know, cause he was just firing, firing cause he had all this money. So anyways, it was just like kind of less than the sting a little bit the next night. And I was, I was this close after you BYU lost. I was this close to going back to the casino, which you never want to go gamble when you're pissed. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like worst move ever. Luckily I just, Stayed calm, cool, collected, and went to bed. But smart, paid for the trip, so it was nice. You're growing up. Oh, thanks. Um, Long story, sorry. No, it's good. I I love listening to poker stories. So initially, I I told you that there was a nine on the turn, and mm-hmm. then I thought he had a possible straight. Yeah. But I remembered it, and it was junk because I I wasn't sweating it at all, and I was just thinking like the only thing this dude can have is an eight. That's it. So there anyways, it is. Yeah. Four jacks. Yeah. Um. All right, my peak real quick. So I went to, I have two sets of jazz tickets 
And wow, humble brag. Uh, yeah. Um, well, they're expensive, you know. <laughs> Double humble brag. <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't mean Not it so that way. I'm just saying, uh, you get what you pay for. So, I have um, two sets of tickets, and but just because uh, aunt and uncle came to town for for uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, yep, and. They wanted to go to a game, um, but they wanted to get like eight seats together, you know, because there's a bunch of everybody wants to sit yeah, together, yeah, yeah, aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews. So I ended up going to a jazz game with them the night before Thanksgiving. Um, we lost, surprise, surprise, at home. Um, we'll get to that, right? So, but when we when we we were going to seats, I I had never sat in before. Obviously, that he just bought them off the the website or whatever. Uh, shout out to Uncle Eddie, and um, they they let me sit on the end, but we were kind of in the middle of a row. Um, so when I went to sit down, the the stadium was actually pretty packed the night before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's like the biggest bar night of the year, and it's it's a, a night that a lot of people go out on the town, right? Because uh, they don't want to cook or do anything that night because tomorrow you know the next day they're i think it's like one of the biggest nights of the year for pizza too yeah yeah so it was pretty packed honestly and i was worried like um being in the middle i was the i was the end of our seats but we were in the middle of the row so i was like "Ah, who's gonna be sitting next to me right you know yeah so then um we're sitting there and these old ladies and their husbands walk up and they sit actually uh in the four seats in front of me and um they turn around and, and there's two seats next to me and then it's the end of the row mm-hmm. and they take off all their coats and they throw them in the two seats and the people actually behind me are like, Oh, you're throwing your coats on those seats, huh? And she goes, uh, yeah, those are our season tickets. We, we have these four and those two that we put our coats on those. <laughs> so, uh, Wow. Good news for me, I literally got to sit next to some coats instead of another human. <laughs> That's awesome. And Nothing better for you, right? Not no, a crowd guy. Yeah. Perfect. So I didn't have to, you know, snuggle up to someone I don't know and all that crap. But um, the other thing that I thought was hilarious, Chase, about this old lady, they've obviously been season ticket holders forever. Um, she, the two old ladies pull up and they and they start to pull out of their purse these little like wooden planks it's like a it's like a board um it's maybe like a foot wide um and it has two little legs on the bottom of it and i was like are you serious they brought these little booster seats like they're gonna put these on its chairs and then sit on them Mm -hmm. so they can see and they didn't do that. They actually took these little these little wooden planks and put them under their feet. So she so she sat on her on her chair on the soft blue chair at the arena and and put her feet on this little wooden plank. And I was thinking, is it because she can't? She's so short. Too short. Yeah. Her legs swing. Maybe she wants support there. Or or someone was saying like during the chants and the cheers she would like stomp on it to make sound i don't know these ladies <laughs> it was blowing my mind they're seasoned so, vets yeah for sure yeah. is what it is so wow that's impressive mm-hmm. that is probably one of your best game experiences besides the actual like product on the court yeah 
that was probably one of your best. Cause I, I went a few weeks ago, um, and sat like eighth row and had a dude that was 10 beers in and wanted to commentate the game to me mm. and wanted like to get my piece of my mind, you know, on every play. Yeah. And I, it was the worst. I just like, dude, I just want to, I just want to watch this game and I don't really want to talk to you. Yeah. You know, but he was just, holy hell. Um, so that, yeah, that sounds awesome. I went to the Pacers game a couple nights ago. Oof, there brutal. was two guys behind me, uh, early forties. I don't know. Maybe they hadn't been to a lot of jazz games. They were the guys like during the timeout when the bears like doing the bowling thing, like mm-hmm. the human sized bowling thing to knock over the plastic Coca-Cola like bottles where they launch him down the whole court, you know, and he's sliding on the, you know, those things back in the day in PE class that you would get on with yeah. the four wheels yeah. and the two handles. He slides on one of those, knocks him over and he knocked over like eight and these guys are just going, Oh dude, he got eight. He got eight of them. Like, and like you guys are 42. Like you're excited. You've never about seen the, this. The timeout entertainment. Yeah. I mean, what would they do if red Panda showed up? <laughs> RIP red Panda. RIP and peace. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's move on. Great. Great peaks and valleys though. Um, so let's do what we learned. Should we start with the Holy war or should we start with jazz? Well, let's start with the Holy War. Okay. Let's get that over get with. Get it over with. The airing, I was going to call it, you know, the airing of grievances. Festivus for the rest of us. Um, <clears throat> all right, I'll start. Ready? Yeah. Uh, I think, and this, I, I guess we can maybe even just put kind of a bow on the BYU season. We are going to go to a bowl game. We'll talk about that. But the regular season's over, right? Um, I think this coaching staff lost three for sure games for the talent on this team this year. Um, I'm going to say NIU, Boise State, and Utah were all lost by a mix of uh, play calling, um, rotations, if you want to say that, and then just pure game management. Um, In the Utah game, I just do not understand. I think the fans, the team, everybody that watched the game – that was a Utah fan or was on Utah's side was afraid of one player on BYU. And that was Zach Wilson. And for some just mind blowing reason, Grimes, Jeff Grimes took the ball out of his hands in the end. And that was my biggest qualm with this game. Some of the time management stuff was just this, just the same, what we've seen all year, just not good. But at the end of like, it's third and nine, it's crucial drive. There was what five minutes left. It, we just run it to Riley Burt. Yes, we're yes people were falling like left and right. Hadley's out. Kafusi's out. Uh, Corbin's at fifty percent maybe. Um, we're losing all these people, right? But yeah, if if you just get a couple first downs, which in the first half, uh, what did we do and what did Zach do? He scrambled for three or four first downs. He yeah. extended plays. He found guys. It, we we just totally neutered him. I just it just it was just so hard to watch, dude. Uh. I, I double stamp it. Amen. I mean, that's exactly how I felt about it. The scary, the thing that, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to see that Zach Wilson is our best offensive player. Yeah. And so you just have to, and actually before the game chase, I, I said on, on the pod, they need to let him try and win this game. And yep. he was doing that in the first half. Yep. Um, in the second half, I agree. If you didn't want, if you wanted to take the air out of the ball a little bit, Make it look like you're throwing, and then let even have some design runs for him. I get that or, we still have, or a, even even just like little swing passes. 
yeah something like that you know just quick little quick just little hitters just roll him out and put give him space yeah. to operate yeah he uh is is um he really impressed me he you know he had a couple throws in the first half that maybe should have got been away with yeah. yeah um i i the the clock management thing that goes above uh grimes i almost just called him crimes like that's his real name that's what we're used to um no that's Kalani, on Kalani Kalani for sure. has had several games this year he needs to he really does need to get better at that like you can't as a head coach you cannot be screwing up time management um and he did it in in the utah game as well uh they all the thing that just drives me nuts is the game was painful. Obviously, like we invent new ways to lose to Utah. It's so painful. It's incredible. It somehow gets more painful every freaking year. And they also just they they're also they have a horseshoe up their ass. Like with freaking Isaiah uh Isaiah Kafusi leaving the game. Right? Mm-hmm. Corbin, like played so well and then he's clearly on like one leg yeah for the fourth quarter hadley just gashing them up the middle he leaves like if you would have said in the first half maybe wilson is the only guy that was more valuable to our team yeah um our defense was balling and it just is like a perfect storm of what they need to happen happens um I'll say I'll say they looked really tired. The defense, like Utah, went with a lot of pace in the second half, and it was like the touchdown to Nakua, I believe, when they had to throw in the fifth stringer Matt Criddle in for Isaiah Kafusi, and he yeah. didn't even know what he was doing. He like you could tell he wasn't even like he wasn't even aware of there was a football game going on, um, but they just kind of marched right down and scored. Like pick six happens, we go three and out, and then they just march right down and it was like that's that's the place where i'm okay with connie just calling a timeout like seriously just just give him a break reset because i felt like our defense was still in a good spot this was before isaiah went down actually and but they just bang 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 marched right down the field had all this pace you know and it was like it was kind of hard to watch because they did perform so well in the first half Mm -hmm. gang tackling uh they had they were rushing four um they had uh shelly kind of looking around making bad passes second half we start rushing three start dropping people back you know like giving them all the time in the world it's just we've seen it so many times this year and it's i i just don't i don't understand it and yes we lost some dudes but it was like the whole scheme changed and and in reality the pick six happened and i was like this game's over i've seen it but we answered right with that super weird rugby pitch play and we scored on fourth and goal. And I was like, Holy crap, we're actually going to like overcome something against Utah and beat them. And just somehow dude. Yeah. <laughs> they, they pulled it off. The I mean, game, the game is one thing. Then, you know, if you're going to, if you'll allow me to get a little salty here, then you got to go. Oh in yeah. We're, this is the salt city sports podcast. And yeah, then go you got to go in and hear it from everybody. Karen in accounting, you know, she bought a Utah shirt one time. Yep. I'm getting texts from people that I would put the over under on names of football players they could actually name, maybe one and a half, yeah. maybe two and a half oh, over yeah. under. Social media posts. Yeah. It's just unbelievable what happens. And yeah, a little, little salt. Yeah. But I, 
I mean, you nailed it. It's a classic case of we're not going to try and win the game. We're just going to try and not lose. Yeah. And I mean, I thought the game was 100% lost on their second touchdown. All the momentum was with them. Um, it was only 27-14, but I just, I just knew. I was like, this game, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> and I mean, one more point I want to make about game management real quick. People probably won't think this is a big deal, but it was to me. And you can give me your take on it, okay? Um, it's third and like four, and we run up the middle and get three. Riley Burke gets three yards. Mm-hmm. We're barely short. Um, Kalani, we're like at the our own like 37. And Kalani is like tr- thinking of going for it. And then he's like, ah, let's punt it. With like 10 seconds left on the clock. We run out. What happens? Jinx it. No. Delay of game. Oh. Moves us back five yards. Then he shanks it. And and I'm not saying like if he kicks it in the first place, he just makes the quick decision. But it's it's just those like waffling decisions where there's no, like, I don't know what it is. But you've got to have in your decisions like utmost confidence and just know this is what I'm doing. And I just think that instills confidence in your players. That could be a crazy bad take. No, I think that um, goes with, with Grimes too, Chase, with yeah. like play calling and stuff. Those guys have to be – they're the coaches. Yeah. They have to be prepared for all those situations to come up in a game and already know what they're going to do when it happens. Yeah. Um, I think that's happened to Kalani and, and Grimes several times this year. The indecisiveness just kills them. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, he ended up shanking, and then they went down and scored very easily. Right yeah. again. So if we're not gonna beat him up twenty with a minute left in the third, I don't know when we will. Yeah. Like it's just like that was we had him. Everyone's well, not excited. only that, but like they don't have their starting running back or quarterback. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that was tough, dude. That's a that's a tough one for BYU fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, top three. Yeah, losses to them, I would say. Yeah, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to have a recency bias, but it, especially within this string of eight, probably, probably the worst. Yeah, as far as like we had them, you know. Um, honestly, what's what's kind of funny about it is there was kind of a lot of similarities to Jake Heap's first game as a freshman quarterback up at Utah. Played an unbelievable game. Played out of his mind. A lot of crazy ass coaching mistakes where we either didn't kick, get points. Um, or take them when we should have or made bad decisions and then it came back to haunt us later so anyways that's the holy war um utah's gonna go to uh the rose bowl and play washington for the pac-12 championship now because that's the real that you know that's the game that matters right Mm -hmm. this game didn't matter to anybody um byu is yet to hear on whether or not they're invited to a bowl game all signs are pointing to yes just because of the espn contract you never know though um there's been some weird BYU tweets from players about BYU to Tampa. Mm. They want to go down to that bowl. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you updated on what happens obviously on the show. Um, but the youth have a chance to go get a, get a championship, uh, at least a conference championship and then go to a good bowl. We'll see how that plays out for them. Interesting tidbit though. First game next year, 2019 Utah at BYU. Yeah. Well, that game won't on like really a matter. Thursday night too. Won't really matter though, because out at a conference. Right. Um, yep. It's not a conference game for so us. So if they too. lose, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's game doesn't really matter. 
Um, moving on. Anyways, Salt City Sports, right? Salty Sports. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about the Jazz. Big news. Like three hours ago. Well, five hours ago. Big news. Yeah. the um, They made a trade. Obviously, everyone's already heard about it. That's probably listening to this podcast. They sent uh, Alec Burks and two second-round draft picks to the Cavs for Kyle Korver. Um, obviously, I'm a huge Alec fan, and it just seems like um, just because you go um, – just because you have to take a shit – doesn't mean you pay $300 for toilet paper. Did that make sense? Yeah, just because we need three-point shooting doesn't mean we got to go way overpay for it. Yeah. we. I mean, just because we went and got what we needed doesn't mean we didn't get fleeced. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to really understand how we sold Burks for like 40 cents on the dollar. When yeah. he has a valuable contract that is coming off the books, if teams want that, um, he's also 27 and has shown uh, some upside. He's a baller. Um, I said it several times. I'll say it now. He and Donovan are the only guys on our team that can actually get their own bucket with the ball in their hands, one on one, drive to the hoop, break down their guy, and create. Um, Rubio can do that a little bit, but never to really score on his own. Uh, we've seen how bad he struggles with that. So I don't know, Chase, I think, um, it's like a weird, it's a weird situation because we bring in Corver. Um, does he really put us over the top? Like he, it's not like we're a two seed and we need one more shooter to really improve our team. It's like, how many wins does, does Corver add? He's not in the long-term plans either. I know Alec wasn't, but, um, yeah, it, it's weird. It's so when, when Waj, Woj, Waj, Woj, whatever his name is, Adrian, Adrian first tweeted it out. Um, it first was just like Utah's trading for Cavs, Kyle Corver. And I was like, Whoa, like I have notifications on, for Woj mm-hmm. and then it was like okay well we gotta cut somebody you know and then it was like we're sending two future uh, second round draft picks and I was like that's kind of steep you know that's that's actually like whatever though and I'm just thinking like god do we, who are we gonna cut mm-hmm. is it is it Niang is it one of our dealing guys is it do we just relegate Grace into the G League for the rest of the year I'm Neto. I mean, you know, I'm going through my mind. And then it's like, oh, by the way, it's Alec Burks was who we're sending. And I was just like, what? Because even though the Jazz has been in a funk, especially with Donovan being out, uh, there's been one dude that's come in and been able to score and get buckets, and that's been him. Like that, like, basically just what you went over, right? So it's just kind of a weird move. Um, I, I've been thinking about the trade a little bit. What makes sense for me is Quinn coached Corver in Atlanta. So there's, there's a connection there. Quinn didn't like Alex just he just wasn't consistent for him which I think you can kind of agree with right um defensively I guess we're gonna roll with Royce there in that position 
Royce and Grayson will get more time now. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I hate that saying, but I say it all the time. We just traded a dude kind of he- kind of heading into his premier years. Mm-hmm. Maybe in him already. Uh, hampered down with a lot of injuries, obviously, for a guy that's 37. Now, we get, we do save about $4 million in in salary. Uh, his Kyle Corver's contract next year, um, seven and a half million, but only three point four million is guaranteed. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's a favorable contract, but it just seems like, you know, when the, when the Cavs went and got Corver, it was because they were trying to win a championship and they needed shooting right then and there. This just seems like a a move where, um, yeah, it seems like. Just like you said, just desperate with the whole toilet paper thing. It just seems very desperate. Yeah. So I'm a little worried, and, and I'm just baffled that there wasn't more to it. I'm just completely baffled by it, to be honest. Look, his his defense at 37 years old, would I be lying if I said it doesn't worry me? Yes. Can he shoot the ball, and is that what we need? Absolutely. Am I worried about taking Jessica to jazz games now? Because he's there and he's really good looking, probably. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> with that all said, um, we need we need to make another move. This isn't it. You you know we need we need more dogs, Chase. Yeah. <laughs> we need more ballers. We need more guys that can get buckets down the stretch in playoff games. That's not Corver. Yeah. We our our uh team swag meter just took a major hit too. On Burks. and off the court. Like I'm I'm like I'm dead serious when I say that. Like Burks has just a swankiness to his game that he can go to the rack and he can finish. Obviously Donovan has that, right? Who else on our team has that? You know who like I don't trust going to the rack more than anybody? There's two people. Rubio isn't good going to the rack. Like, just go to him finishing. And Jay. Jay's really bad. Jay shies away. Because Jay's undersized. He shies away from contact. He's Jay is just a volume three-point shooter, you know? Yep. Anyways, I we can talk about, about it till we're blue in the face, about all these different things. The Jazz did play tonight in Brooklyn. Actually looked pretty good down the stretch. Donovan took the game over and ended up with 29 points. Rudy had a monster night. Um, close to a 20-20 and 20 night. I'm not really sure what his stat line was. Um, we we ended up winning by ten, and it was it was like a three point game with three minutes left. So nice to get back in the winning side, especially on the road. But yeah, kind of kind of an odd move, kind of kind of a head scratcher. I don't. I wonder if there's more to come mm-hmm. from it. I I I don't know. It just seems like we gave up a lot. Like I think your toilet paper analysis was was spot on with it. We just seem like we got fleeced. Yeah. And it just doesn't seem like I Dennis. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I'm a big Alec guy. I'm trying to decide. Like the bio, the Twitter bio, probably stays for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see about that. But uh, look, I love Corver, and and he is a smart dude, and and hopefully he fits right in. But uh, I don't think that fixes all of our problems. Doesn't fix our defense for sure. We'll see. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, dude. Um, let's, should we hit picks? Should we get to the, 
Let's get the picks. I'll tell you what. I'll bet you the next three people I ask, two of them will say that it looks like sugar rind. How much? $100? $200? Thousand. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock, No. Okay. Um... All right, so actually, let's start with our sportspicker.com pick of the week, Chase. So, sportspicker.com is a fantasy sports book. It's a uh, lock, Jerry. If you look, I'm sick and tired of this. All you want to be is out there. Put your money where your mouth is. Come face me on sportspicker.com, potato sack seven. You know where to find me. <laughs> head to head fantasy uh, sports picking. Um, it's a good way to get into spreads and lines and over-unders and learning about that kind of stuff. So if you haven't yet, go to sportspicker.com, sportspicker without an E.com. Uh, they have a little intro video on there that yeah, explains super everything. Super informative. So like I said, um, Clay's calling you guys out. It's, a little bit. it's the video game equivalent of saying playgrounds me, bitch. Yeah. Fortnite or 1v1v. You want to get your, uh, I'll face roll you or whatever. (laughs) Oh, I would face roll you. Yeah. That's classic. Um, Sportspicker.com pick of the week. So last week, Chase, we made a big, we, we made a big mistake. Mm. No, no, no. Let me tell you why. Okay. We didn't predict the weather. We didn't, we didn't look at it. Mm -hmm. We probably should have looked at a, a team that likes to throw the ball playing in a blizzard against a team i don't know it was gonna be that bad yeah that was either. insane i that what i read they were predicting rain yeah it was a which disaster. i guess which i guess is still bad but holy hell that was that's that was worst case scenario perfect, for washington state perfect situation for washington yeah. with their o and o line and d line to just run the ball yeah um it was kind of sad to see washington state just neutered yeah they couldn't do anything they yeah, didn't know bad. what to do so we had washington state in the apple cup they lost outright uh, this week, we are doing something probably just as scary. Yep. We're betting against Urban Meyer in a game where he probably needs to run up the score as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And he's playing a Northwestern team that went 8-4 and four this year. And we're fading Urban Meyer. We're going to take Northwestern plus 14. You're talking me out of it. <laughs> plus 14 in the Big Ten Championship two touchdowns we'll grab the points uh the angle here is that look ohio state's defense is not good um especially their linebackers their d-line is is mediocre they really have trouble stopping the run that's how northwestern keeps it close um they're gonna slow down this game they're gonna limit possessions and they're gonna run the ball and keep it out of haskins hands and so i think 14 points is a lot Hopefully they keep it close there. Plus, Hopefully there's no like special teams or defensive t- touchdowns or anything like that. Yeah, they're they're well coached. That Fitzgerald, he's an underdog god. Like he performs well when they're underdogs. Right. So yep. um, we're gonna take Northwestern plus fourteen with the sportspicker.com pick of the week. The Darren Rovells plus fourteen. Love it. Um <laughs> NFL picks? Yes. Okay, let's do it. Struggled a little bit last week. Uh, the heater is is cooling down. We took the skins on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, they were up 13-10 in that game. Gave up 21 straight to the Cowboys. Colt McCoy, uh, Colt McCoy played okay. He turned the ball over a couple times, and that was enough. Some bad throws, dude. Some real bad throws. 
Yep, that was enough for the Cowboys to cover. So we missed on the skins. Um, and then just a beautiful spot with the Niners, plus three and a half, traveling to a banged-up Tampa team with a really bad defense. Money poured in on the Niners. We beat the closing line by two and a half points, got down to uh, Tampa by one. We had the Niners plus three and a half. I thought we were in good shape. Uh, they just couldn't move the ball. Mullen struggled on the road a little bit. Marquise Goodwin gets held out last minute. Yeah, uh, which it was then, it was like nightmares and scenario. <laughs> yeah, really kills that kills Kittle um, to not have the speed on the outside because that opens up the middle of the field for him to operate. So um, just only kinda, only hung nine. Yeah, didn't I mean get it was just it didn't even look like a Kyle Shanahan coach game. Like, but at a certain point, you have to just be like, dude, he is just operating with second, third, fourth string. Yeah, it's probably caught it's up to tough. him. Yeah, at this point. Um, and then third game was the Pats minus eight and a half. We also had a lot of value there on the closing line. That line got all the way up to Pats minus 12, 12 and a half. I wow. saw some 13s. Wow. Yeah. So we were on that early, um, which was nice. And you know what? The Pats didn't look that great either. They ended up winning by four, uh, 13. So they covered for us, but um, kind of a close game going into the Pats the just quarter. seemed like that old horse who's just doing everything they can to get to the finish line. Yeah. Like they're going to win the division, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll get to the playoffs and they're just hoping for one last hurrah. I, dude, there's no way Brady goes a couple more years, right? No, he's slowing down. <laughs> Big time. He can't, and he's struggling with the deep ball. Yeah. I mean, that, obviously that's the first thing that goes, but um, yeah, this dude, I don't, it was weird. I, it's, it's weird so to hard. see him and Peyton, like Peyton of his last year could, Throw it like 20 yards. Yeah. But he was playing with a very dominant defense. Right. Yeah. I know. That's what I mean. Like, and so it's just odd. And the pa- and Brady isn't. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, it's so hard to put a fork in the Pats, but I, I don't know if they can, they can get there this year. So uh, one and two on those picks last week. Let's go with this week, Chase. Um, Lions are so tight and it's getting difficult because the, there's so many, there's a, Clear separation now in really good teams and bad teams and teams that are trying to lose for draft pick um, position. They're trying to get Zion Williamson. Yes. And <laughs> probably the Raiders that are going to get him. Yeah. So <laughs> this guy, because of that, he, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> because of that, there's some really big lines like we're seeing like 14 15 point lines but um first pick i talked about teasers before quick rundown on a teaser real quick um a teaser is when you buy the line on on a game down or up six points in either direction so if you like a certain team you can add, if they're an underdog, you can add six more points. Or if they're a favorite, you can take six points off the spread. So a lot of people do a a two-team teaser. That's like betting a single game. Has similar odds to just betting a single game straight up. But in the teaser, you're buying six points for both the games you pick. So with that said, my first pick here is going to be a teaser. The Titans are favored by eight. I'm going to tease them. Um, 
down to one. And then I'm also going to tease the Saints this Thursday. They are favored by seven. I will uh, will tease them down to one as well. They're playing the Cowboys on the road, Chase, in the Thursday night game. Mm -hmm. So that's my two-team teaser. Um, I should mention that the Titans are playing the Jets at home. So it's pretty much coming down to they both just need to win to cover that bet. The Cowboys are actually putting it together. Their defense... Their defense is playing really well. And Jason Garrett's been doing a hell of a job just over there <laughs> clapping. And... Yeah. Their O-line's gotten healthy, and now their O-line's back into the top 10, uh, according to PFF. So, um, But in in today's NFL and the way the rules are set up, I just think offense, you still favor the offense in these situations, and that Saints Absolutely. offense is yeah. a freaking wrecking ball. So I'm going to take the Saints – to win there and then the jets are a disaster i think the titans uh bounce back they need to win this week to keep pace in the in the afc south so that's my first pick chase titan saints teaser second okay, pick mark it down vikings traveling to the pats who we just talked about a little bit i do not think they're as good as their name says vegas still taxes them quite a bit uh quite a bit if they didn't have the Patriots on their jerseys, uh, some of these lines would be different. I think they just get respect for past performance um, with some of these lines. They are favored by six at home against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. The Vikings are a really good team. Um, maybe a top three receiving core there. The defense is playing better. Uh, six seems like too many. Um, those teams are closer than that, so I'm going to grab the Vikings plus six at New England. Okay. Third final pick, uh, Sunday night game. This is a tasty matchup. AFC matchup. Chargers are traveling to Pittsburgh. The Steelers are favored by three. I am going to take the Chargers getting the points. I just think this is going to be a heavyweight battle. Um, the Chargers are 8-3. and three. The Steelers are 7-4-1, so, or 7-3-1. and one. They... This has implications on their seeding at the end of the year. It's so important. The Chargers lost Melvin Gordon. Um, if you don't know about Austin Eckler, he's a freaking killer. Uh, he's not Melvin Gordon, but he's pretty dang close. So I don't think they miss a beat there. Their defense is getting healthy as well. Uh, this Chargers team is really good. I'm going to grab the three points on the road in Pittsburgh. I have one question for you on that game. Yeah. Um, bar fight, who wins, Big Ben or Phillip? Uh, Rivers for sure. Think so. Yeah, Rivers just seems like um, like he is farm- a psycho gene. Yeah, and and he's got like farm boy toughness in him. You know, like what I mean? he'd get stabbed and keep going. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like it. I, Big Ben choke, like choke him. On out the other hand, his... I think you you like flicked him in the Adam's apple. He'd get his walking boot out. Yeah, just start walking around. I'm it. hurt. Yeah, uh, Rivers would would finish. Ben off with by choking him with his bolo tie. I thought you were gonna say something else. So, <laughs> all right. Um, okay, so go through your picks one more time. Titan Saints teaser. Vikings plus six at New England. Chargers plus three at Pittsburgh. Okay. All right. Before we wrap it up, we just want to go over. Uh, there was some news that kind of came out today. It was an interesting prop bet that we saw. 
Um, we can throw this out on the Twitter as well. Um, so there's reportedly a poker player that is betting another poker player. Poker players are well known for putting prop bets against each other. Um, one we talked about was the vegetarian for a year thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this one just came out and it, it's basically one guy bet another guy $100,000 or we don't know if it's guy. So one person bet another person, another $100,000 that they couldn't sit in a dark room. So no light in the room. Um, the person is, is given a bed, a fridge that is stocked with food, fresh food and vitamins and water and everything like that. Um, they get a Rubik's cube, a paddle ball. I think it was one of those like electric balls stuck to a paddle, you know, a paddle thing. Yeah. And that's it. And they have to stay in there for 30 days. Uh, think you could do it. There's absolutely no way I could do it. So and the I w- question I, I have is I don't, I think that the fridge gives off light. Cause there's so a they light. get a little bit of light, then, but it's just from a fridge. And it, and what are, and here's the thing you can't leave that open, so it's really so you can see so you can eat and things like that. Oh, and there's a bathroom obviously in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's it. Do you get a shower? It it just said bathroom amenity amenities. I would imagine then. Yeah. So yeah. Um. No, I absolutely not. There's no way. And and who likes to be alone more than me? Yeah, that's a good point. And I don't think I could do it because, um, I mean, it would cost more than a hundred K in therapy when you were done. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So the, the one thing they said was in 2008, there was a study about, um, the human mind and being left alone. And after just 48 hours of, of no human contact, you can slip into like a pretty deep form of depression. And that's two days. So you that's, got, you got 30 days. You got to do that. I, that's why I think like, uh, I, I just say absolutely no, the, the, the bridge is too far. Like if you said a million dollars, I think after like day seven, eight, like I'm losing my mind and begging to get out of this bed. I think it would be that painful. Really? Yeah. What would, what would, what would you need in there to make it worthwhile? So you obviously you need more money. Is there something that you could have access to? Obviously you can't say like TV or internet. Then you're just sitting there. Or would that still not do it for you? No, the internet would do it. <laughs> the internet would be enough. Yeah. Uh for me. What about like okay, how about this? What about like T V with like one movie? Oh my gosh. You're making it worse, I feel like. <laughs> just the same movie six uh, times a day for yeah. thirty days. Uh if it was Groundhog's Day. <laughs> I don't know. See, I I like for some reason I feel like I could do it, but I but Chase, with with this caveat, no, I absolutely. Know. There's a huge mind. caveat though. I don't want the Rubik's cube or the paddle ball. If you gave me like a really comfortable bed, um, and workout equipment, like access to almost like a full gym, I oh, think I could do it. Yeah, you come out like super ripped. Yeah, because I would just sit there and be like. I get to work out for a month and sleep as much as I want. Hmm. And if there's no cameras, do some other stuff. Now I'm starting to wonder. I know it's not the same, but it could be just like doing a stint in the joint, you know? Yeah. But they get to like see inmates. Isolation and... though. If they can those isolation ones. Yeah. And they get to see light. The no light thing would would be hard. 
I, th- I think that would be because I'm somebody that like on cloudy days and stuff, I get bummed out. So yeah, probably not. I mean, let's be honest. I probably make it like, like maybe 18 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I bet I'm done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's tough. That's tough. Yeah. I would need more money. And, uh, I don't know. I don't, I think, I, I honestly think no matter the, the amount of money you would, you would go so cr- insane that you would you would tap out I, I don't think anyone can make it so what's kind of funny is i just thought of this we watch the we watch and bet on big brother the tv show right mm-hmm. these people have full-blown contact with one another there's obviously people in this house but they don't have contact with the outside world and they go insane in there mm-hmm. a lot of times they do weird shit and it and that's so you're taking away the social aspect of that and you still don't have contact with the outside world. And you're taking away light. Yeah. So I just thought of that. Like, it would be so hard. 100K is a lot of money. I mean, is a lot, but I mean, 100K is not enough is what I meant to say. Yeah. Now that I, the more and more I think about it, I'm like, God, you could really have some like serious issues. Anyways. Yes. We'll be curious to see if, if this works and if they do it. Yeah. Right. Love it. All right. Okay. Let's wrap it up, dude. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Salt City Podcast and on Instagram at Salt City Sports Podcast. You can follow Clay at Potato Sack 7 and me, Chase, at Chase underscore A underscore Saris. Clay, anything you wanted to add before we take off? Uh, no, that was it. You can also follow me on sportspicker.com, Potato Sack 7. Come at me, bro. Yeah. I like it. Go to sportspicker.com. Remember, there's no E on that and challenge at Potato Sack 7. He wants you. He wants it. Come give it to him. Bring it. All right, guys, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week.